All right. Next question. Man, this chick got me whipped, and it's been years since we broke up. Been dating her here and there, but found nothing close to the high I got with this chick. I find myself chasing the same high, even though I know I won't find nobody like her. So my question is, how do you get over someone when they won't leave your headspace? Thanks for being a real one, L.O. Deuces. Listen, man, listen, listen. I was really into this chick that lived in another state. And I was in a long distance relationship with her for two years. And then we ended up breaking up. And that girl sat in my head. (sighs) Jesus. I mean years had to have been at least four or five years even into my relationship with Cora she was still in my head in fact the last time I saw her was Cora and I were we were really dating I mean we we were dating but it wasn't serious and I remember thinking to myself how am I going to start a relationship with this chick when I'm still hung up on this other girl so I drove to to Georgia not Without consent, uh, I talked to my ex, and I went up there, and I spent the weekend with her. And it was very much back to, like, old-school kind of feelings, you know? And it was very much that. And uh, I left feeling like I had a certain amount of closure, though. I feel like closure is the answer, however... I don't know how you would go about getting that closure. That's something you're going to have to figure out. But it sounds like this girl is really embedded in there. And it wasn't until, honestly, I started really getting serious with Cora and getting to know Cora that Cora showed me a completely different way of doing things and thinking about things, okay? I know in your head you might think that this girl is quote unquote the one or like you said in here I you know you you know I won't find anybody like her. No, you're not going to find anybody like her cuz she's unique and your relationship with her is unique and it's going to be different from any other relationship that you have, okay? But that doesn't mean that you're not going to find other relationships that are just as good if not better in their own special ways. And I truly mean that. You're going to have to get out there. You're going to have to do something other than sit around with this girl in your head. And you're going to have to meet other people, and you're going to have to uh, allow yourself to entertain the idea that there are other people out here and that they they may have much more to offer you than what this girl did at one point, you know? It's so easy to say. You're going to be thinking about this girl until you're not, but I'm telling you right now, the best way to do that is to remap your brain, and the only way you can remap your brain is if you allow people into your life that'll show you a different way. 
Because I thought that that girl was everything I wanted. And I look back on that relationship now, and I think, Christ, I didn't get stuck with that girl. Because what Cora has shown me is a completely different fucking thing. It's like, you're like playing on like the 3DS, and somebody out there has got a PlayStation 5. All right, let me nerd this up for you. And that that 3DS is probably awesome if you've never played anything else. But goddamn, man, there's a PlayStation 5 out there. You just got to get out there. You got to get out there. You got to meet people. Got to date. 3DS is great. I agree. The 3DS is portable. It's got a lot to give. I'm not saying this girl's not a good girl or they didn't have, you know, special feelings for her. But, you know, there's other shit out there. There's other shit out there. It's true. It's true. The answer is there's no easy way. There's no easy way. There's nothing I'm going to say that you're just going to wake up and be like, oh, she's gone. She's not. She's going to be there. She's part of your life. But what happens is, is other people become part of your life. And then she just becomes a brick in a long road. And you'll look back at that brick and you'll go, oh, that was, that was a crazy brick. That was a crazy time. But you've already, you're, you're all the way down the fucking street at this point. You're going to be fine, man. You're going to be fine. It's just, it's going to be tough. It's tough to get out of that headspace. But you really got to meet more women. Meet more women. Allow yourself the, the, the ability to, you know, learn about other people. And if you feel like, you know, this girl's too far in your head and you need to not have anything to do with other women, I get that too. You know, um, but yeah, I think, uh, I bet if you think about this relationship too, if, in an honest way, I bet there's a lot you don't like. I just don't think you know any better. Just got you whipped. Man up. You're fine. <laughs> I hate saying that. Man up. Get some resilience. Bolster your willpower, my friend. Go out, start dating again. Hello, this is my first time coming across you doing this sort of cast. How long have you been doing this? This is literally episode zero. It's the very first time. But closure is a big one too, man. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to retouch on that before I move on to the next question. Closure is big. I don't know. Sometimes you can't get the closure you need. You know, I don't know what's up with this girl. Do you still talk to this girl? You know, do you, do you, are you still, you know, are you around? Does she live in your town? Does she have a restraining order against you? You know, can you talk to her? You know, not in like, uh, I want to get back with you, but just, hey, I've been thinking about you. This isn't that kind of like, I want to get back with you. I've just been thinking about the relationship we were in. And, you know, I don't know. I want to reflect on it, talk about it. Now, a couple years later, and uh, maybe I can learn something from it. <clears throat> maybe you can find some closure there. I feel like I got closure and I felt better after that. But getting closure is a complicated and contextually different mess. So, 
You're going to have to figure it out. Thank you for writing in, though. It's tough. I don't envy you. It's part of, it's part of the journey, though, man. Next question. I'm embarrassed to write this. Oh, good start. But I need some advice. I'm in a happily committed relationship, but I have a crush on a streamer. Hashtag not Ello. How do I put these feelings to rest when we're all in quarantine and social media? Twitch is a main source of entertainment. Please help Abby. I mean Ello. Well, first of all, I think you should empty out your bank account. And I think you should give not Eloheim all of that money. Listen, I think you should definitely not give Eloheim all of your assets. If you have any Bitcoin. <laughs> um. Okay, let me ask you a question. You say you have a crush on a streamer. Okay, first of all, unavailable. All right. Let's just be real. It's not you want to know the you want to know the most classic love story. You guys remember the old tale of the dude who watched Twitch and then talked to the the girl streamer and they built a friendship and continued to communicate until they realized how much they enjoyed speaking to each other, spending hours on the phone and on Discord together. And then they developed feelings for each other, and then they were together, and they were in a happy relationship. Does anyone remember that classic love story? It's like Shakespearean. It's almost as old as Romeo and Juliet. <clears throat> that doesn't exist. All right? That story doesn't exist, except for in porn, maybe. And even then, I bet there's some porn out there where the streamer still doesn't sleep with the viewer. And, like, that's the kink. I think some of these guys get off on the feeling of going for something unattainable. I think they like the pain. I think they like feeling this way and knowing they have no shot. I think it's just the masochist in them. There's beating off to the pain. Yeah, that's the kink. The kink isn't the, the, the streamer. The kink is the idea of knowing you can't get that streamer. Um, let me let me give you let me give you a little bit of advice that meant a lot to me when I heard it, and it is still very relevant today. And it has helped me immensely with my own feelings of guilt and weirdness, and that's that you are entirely capable and allowed. I think, in healthy relationships to be attracted to other people. It's okay. Some people might say it's not. Some people will be like, that's not okay. I'm sorry. This is the reality. You're going to be attracted to other people. The point is that they chose you. They chose you out of every other person that they found attractive, but they still are out there and they still exist. All right, you're allowed to be attracted to somebody. All right, you're allowed to you're allowed to look at them and go, "Wow, holy moly." 
Now, is that where you're at? Or are you developing some sort of feelings for this girl? When you say crush, I assume this means uh, uh, preliminary feelings. To which I will just say, if you're a glutton for punishment and you get off on the fact of knowing you're not going to get with the person, by all means, continue on that path. Now, if you're uh, uh, a maybe more mainstream person and you actually want to be attracted and go for people that are actually available to you, you're going to want to stop watching that streamer. I, I, um, there is literally like, I'm not saying it's impossible. Okay. But I'm telling you right now, it's impossible. It's impossible. Okay. There was only one man that ever pulled this off. All right. And his name was Kevin Federline or Federline or whatever the fuck his name is. But he, even he was a dancer. All right. And he got with the hottest chick at the time. Her name was Britney Spears. All right. And even though he, he, he made it where no other guy made it, being a nobody and getting with one of the most popular and beautiful women at the time, he still did a commercial about him being in a fucking, not even long after that, of him having a job in a, 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 a fast food restaurant making fun of himself because he has absolutely nothing now. All right. They were childhood friends too. I think you know more about Britney Spears and Kevin Federline than I ever cared to. I'm just saying my point is this. Even with the people that have pulled this off, the point zero 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 one percent all right, it didn't end well. So let's say you even do get there, which you won't. It's going to end badly, all right? And it sounds like, like, what about this other girl? Like, what? you're not telling me about the girl you're already with. I'm in a happily committed relationship. You know what? I think I've been approaching this all, all the wrong way. Why don't you bring your partner into this little fantasy of yours? Why don't you bring her? I'm assuming her. I don't know. I'm not seeing hers and she's and he's and they's in this. I'm going to assume you're a dude. You got a girl? What's she into? I think she'd have a little fun with a little, with a little unattainable role play. She never wanted to fuck Jason Momoa. Be like tonight. I'm going to call you Pokimane. Tomorrow, you can call me Jason Momoa. No? I don't know, man. This might be something that you could have fun with. As long as you're not getting, I don't know, man. I don't know. This could be a fun fantasy thing. You guys could talk about her. She could be, like, blowing you and being like, oh, God, what if Pokemon was here with me right now? God, wouldn't that fucking do it for you, huh, big boy? 
What if Elaheim was here right now, fucking naked with his fucking fat body? God damn. God, his fucking man tits, just fucking hanging. Just saying, like, this could be fun. You don't got to keep it a creepy little secret, you know, depending on the girl you're with. Now, if you're with some, like, Puritan girl and she's like, I only let you do me on Sundays and through my favorite underwear, you know, something like that, I don't know. You might be with a prude, but if you're with the open-minded girl, hell, she might be into it. I don't know. All I know is that you need to be realistic about your relationship. You really got a crush on this 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 streamer. You need to back the fuck up. Like if you're really becoming emotionally involved, just stop. It is a little embarrassing. But that's okay. We're allowed to be a little embarrassing. Thank you for sharing this with me, even though you were embarrassed. And uh uh I I I feel like uh <clears throat> I feel like you might want to maybe take a look at where you're in your headspace with your relationship I, this this message doesn't make me feel like you're not happy because you say you're happily committed but you know maybe just take a double check and make sure that you know the relationship you're in is the one you want to because i find that when partners start to stray or when they start their minds start to entertain opportunities like this or or different situations that it can mean that they are unhappy in some way in their own relationship i'm not saying that that justifies doing anything about it like i certainly would hope you would never cheat on her or do anything uh, unfaithful or you know disrespectful to her in your relationship um but yeah <laughs> stop chat stop with the fanfic all right good luck on that friend don't yeah don't <laughs> don't just don't just don't and you know what man here's another thing too the the woman you think you're crushing on ain't even that girl okay none of these fuckers are real on this site I'm the only real one, all right? Me and, like, maybe Tally. Maybe Bikeman. We're, like, the only real people on this website. Everyone else is a fucking fantasy person. Nobody's real here, okay? So the person you're falling in love with is... You're basically falling in love with a mascot. You're falling in love with Goofy, all right? You don't know the person underneath. <clears throat> don't. Don't. Dear Ello, I am a 35-year-old man who is recently coming out of a very long relationship. He has very capitalized. I need to start dating women. I need to start. Damn, this guy's horny as fuck. Dear Ello, I am a 35-year-old man who is coming out of a very long relationship. I need, he didn't capitalize this, but he might as well. I need to start dating women. But I don't like talking to people or being social. It's called a prostitute, friend. Aside from online dating, which is terrible, how do I meet new people? Ugh. 
Listen, I got a friend that's getting addicted to strip clubs. Maybe you should talk to him. Maybe you guys could... He can indulge his new addiction. You could be looking for love. Sounds like a really good Netflix show. Like, I'd watch it. You know, man, I, like, post-COVID, I was thinking about this the other day. What is the dating scene out there like right now? I mean, is it just a giant dry spell? I mean, honestly, the people out there that are, that are, are hooking up on the regular, how has your life changed this year? It's weird for me because I, I've been in a, in a committed relationship for 10 years, you know. I don't even know what the dating game looks like, much less post-COVID dating. It's rough, but it's still moving, says Spikey. So Spikey says he's still, ma- he's still making progress. Listen, people don't stop being horny. If anything, now that they're locked up inside, they're all a bunch of little fucking kinky, kinky fucks. Like uh, our man who's been sitting with a loaded gun, a loaded gun in his pants, just waiting to go to the strip club. We got little horny people out there just sitting around, and they're flicking their beans and jerking their meat, and it's not good enough. You know. Um, my advice used to be to, like I've said a couple of times already in this podcast, get get a new hobby. Join an online group, man. Like, there's a lot of weird... I bet if you looked around online, I bet you would find a lot of groups. You'd be surprised how many, like, groups, like, community groups pop up for all sorts of shit within a community. It, it's it, within a tribe. It's kind of it's weird. And there's probably something you're interested in that you can probably... And it's, it's scary. It's scary getting to know new people and going to new things. But... Find a group of people, find a hobby, get to know those people, keep six feet, meet some new people. If you're not going for online, online is probably your best bet right now. But other than that, or, or like I said, charity, join charity, get to, know, get to know the people there. If you don't have any qualms about it and no morals, you can start going to a church. Bunch of single women there. I mean, what you get, you know, so fucking russian roulette you know where like five of the six bullets are loaded but i mean i don't know man maybe you'll find the lord and a new wife i don't know there's things out there you just gotta look you got it you gotta get involved i don't know it's it's a really tough question you came out of a very long relationship at a really tough time with covid Charity for banging. Got it. Yeah, man. Do something good for the community and meet a bunch of new. I'm not saying, listen, guys, I'm not saying go to these things with the intent of fucking everyone. Okay. What I'm saying is, is that when you're looking for it, it's very hard to find. If you're just living your life and you're just doing shit, opportunities present themselves. How many times anybody listening to this, wherever this gets, See if this is true for you. The times you tried the hardest were the times you, the times you failed the most. 
The sex comes when you're living in your own fucking routine. You're doing your own shit. You're getting involved with shit you want to get involved with. You're being a fucking person, all right? And when somebody of the opposite sex see you having a, a, a lust for life, living your life, doing your thing, that makes you attractive to people. People like that. People don't like the guy who's clinging on and you, you want to go out? You want to live your life. Create opportunities. Meet new people. You don't got to fuck everybody. But if you just live your life and do the things that you want to do, I guarantee you're going to run into people. They're going to want to fuck you. I got to say this isn't the case for me. Then, then not Olakin. I'm not coming at you. I'm just saying if this, do, if this doesn't sound like you, maybe, maybe some of you are fucking Casanovas and you're fucking left and right when you try. I can tell you right now when I'm trying, it's just dry. I just, I just send out this weird vibe. Like, women just don't want anything to do with me. As soon as I'm like, well, I'm fucking over that. I'm just going to go have a beer. Some girl will come up. Hey, I see you over here having a beer in a very somber and angry way. That turns me on. What's your story? Sick of not having sex with girls like you. Well, come here, hotshot. Okay, that's never happened to me. It's never happened to me. But it kind of works out that way. Honestly, I don't get out much. Well, Olakin... Yeah, that's what I'm advocating for. Get out. Get the fuck out. Get out. Do some new shit. Live your life. Figure out what you want. One time, dude, listen, I'm not saying it's the best ch choice I ever made, but I met a lot of women. I decided I was going to do a lot of karaoke. I was like, I'm just going to do karaoke. I would go like two nights a week. I just go do some karaoke, sing some songs, have a few drinks, hang out, invite some friends, whatever. Just karaoke two times a week. Oh, my God. I met so many fucking people. I met so many fucking people just going to bars and doing karaoke. Now, you can't do that with COVID. I get that. But I'm just saying, just in the simple act of going out and doing things, you're going to meet people. It's, it's going to happen. Or... You can get a prostitute. <laughs> just get a prostitute, you know. Hopefully she just got out of a very long-term relationship. <laughs> and you two can, like, commiserate and fuck each other and cry and do whatever you need to do. Not during COVID. I'm just saying a recently, a recently uh, out of a long-term relationship super bubbled prostitute <laughs> uh. online dating and the right website isn't all that bad dude my my mom met my stepdad uh through online dating they've been together for jesus coming up on 20 years now something and she's never been happier and they've been happy their whole time together and they're still happy today you know uh so online dating he was in california my mom was in Florida. This was several years after my parents' divorce. She met him online. He flew down here. They hit it off. He moved. They got married. He's great. He's awesome. We love having him in our lives. So that stuff can happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, my, my buddy is recently divorced, and he's been uh, dating online, and, oh, my God, 
uh, the the fucking horror stories that he has right now, cracking me up. And you know what I love about it is these, and some of these ladies are fucked in the head, man. Uh, guys too, but I mean the guys are just fucking weird. But the women are like, they're so weird, man. They're like, like it'll be like, I need a man with a good job, and he can't have no kids, and He's got to be fit. He's got to be rich. He's got to walk. He can, I, I don't like left turns, so he can only turn right. And he can't drink or do any drugs. He's got to love kids because I got seven of them. But he can't have no kids because I got too many already. And you look at their picture, and it's like some woman that's like 50 and fucking lingerie and it's like and it's like don't send any creepy messages to me but like they're sitting there with their like legs spread looking as suggestive as they can i'm sitting here doing it but you can't see me right now but imagine me with my legs spread with like a teddy on it's not good I'd rather not. Hello. No, take a moment, guys. I paused for for uh, for a moment. Um. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, online dating is fucking weird. I don't know. I don't know what kind of quality you're gonna find on there. Sounds like a bunch of damaged goods looking for the right kind of damaged goods. You know. Like. Like, we're all here, we all got our past, but which pasts are acceptable to who? Oh, you're good with three kids? I got three kids. Oh, you you have a job, but you, you don't make that much? All right, I got three kids. You got a job, but you're not making six figures? All right, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. All right, let's get to the next question. Thank you, by the way. I don't know what to tell you, man. COVID's fucked shit up. I don't know what I'd do. I, I don't know, man. I don't. I like how you say that you don't like talking to people or being social. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is the same thing. Don't be, don't be that woman that's like, you need to have a job and you need to have no kids and you need to have a perfect body, but I've got seven kids. So you're going, I need to start dating women, but I don't like talking to people or being social. Oh, well, guess what? Too bad. That's how you start dating women. I'm sorry. I know you don't like it, but you're going to have to figure it out. You're going to have to do something you don't like to do something you love. All right? Which is get your dick wet. So you're going to have to you're going to have to fucking be a little uncomfortable. Go to a speed dating. Dude, you know what? Speed dating rarely works for like real for like get a real date, but you know what speed dating can do for you? It can, it can loosen you the fuck up, all right? Go to speed dating. Find some, like, speed dating. There's got to be some speed dating happening around you. And if anything, just go. If you don't like talking to people or being social, just go. Force yourself through it. Because the first couple of conversations are going to be real awkward and dumb. But it's going to happen so quick that by the eighth, ninth, whatever person, you're going to be so casual. You're going to be so much more comfortable. You're going to know, I bet if you recorded yourself, you would be like, the difference between first person and last person 
incredible. And sometimes people just need that confidence. They need an opportunity to speak with a woman and just sort of fuck up and then them get the fuck out. <laughs> and then try it again and work on it and work on it and work on it. And I guarantee you by the by the a certain amount of time, you're not going to care because you're going to realize they're coming and going just like they do in real life. It's no different than real life. It just happens a little faster. If somebody rejects you, oh, well, that's part of the game. Chalk it up, learn something, or don't move on. Yes, there are groups of speed dating with 30 people in COVID. I'm not saying don't wear a mask. I'm not saying don't be six feet. You don't got to go to a 200-person speed dating. I'm just saying if you have a problem talking to women, if you don't like it or it makes you uncomfortable, there's a good way to rip that Band-Aid off. It's just to talk to multiple women simultaneously super fast. Because then you're going to be like, oh, this ain't shit. Oh, my God, this question. Oh, my God, this question. I love it. Remember, after uh, the stream, we're going to watch Conan the Barbarian as a community. If you guys want to join us, exclamation Discord, I really appreciate you guys being here for episode zero. We got several more questions still, um, but I want to take a moment, let you guys know how much fun I'm having. Hopefully, you're having fun, too. This is a good one. Dear Ello, my butt sometimes bleeds when I poop. Actually, more often than normal. Should I go see a doctor or just keep drinking green tea and hope for the best? Okay, listen. I'm always going to suggest you go talk to a doctor, okay? Like a real doctor. If you're bleeding, that means something is open. Okay? That means you have some sort of opening somewhere. All right, you don't just bleed out of nowhere. There has to be some sort of cut or laceration, something. This could be, I'm not a doctor, but let me tell you something, man. As somebody who has suffered from a bleedy butthole for like years, it's happened to me. Like, I find that sometimes I wipe too much, you know? Um, it can be from straining, it can be from anal fissures, which are little breaks in your. It, like little uh, fissures, little cuts in your, uh, around your anus, all right? Um, it could be something di digestion di in the digestion, right? You could be bleeding internally. Usually if that happens, though, it'll come out black, all right? It won't, if it's like new blood, if it's like red blood, like it's bleeding right now, it's probably something more superficial. It's probably, you probably need some fiber too, all right? But I'm going to give you the most pro fucking tip, the most next level, like S tier fucking shit, triple S tier that's going to change your life. You should go see a doctor just to make sure. Okay, go see a doctor. But you want to know what got, got rid of it for me? The bidet. I know. I say it all the time. I have not had a bleedy asshole or an itchy asshole or any type of asshole other than, other than pristine, all right? We're talking, uh, uh, what was, what was the, the name of that? Prestige Worldwide is my asshole, okay? 
only the best. My fucking ass drinks fucking tea, expensive tea with a pinky out, okay? My ass is so refined, fucking elegant, clean. You have no idea. I know I'm making a lot of jo jokes right now, but 100%, I'm not joking with you. The bidet, I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I did a really good job cleaning my ass every time I shit, okay? I was very self-conscious about it to the point where, like, I'm, like, getting up in there, like, fucking cleaning shit, okay? And when we got the bidet, it was like my butthole was something completely different. You just got to use water, man. It's just not enough for some people. We got sensitive butthole skin. If you went outside and got the poop on your arm, would you just take a Kleenex and wipe it off? No. You'd get some fucking water, and you'd wash that shit. The bidet, I'm telling you, I talk about it a lot. It, it, you can get a, no, uh, 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 a pressure nozzle. It doesn't have to shoot up your ass. You can, you can turn it slow and have it just go very lightly, or you can turn it up and have it ass blast you, whatever you want to do. Doesn't have to, there's nothing scary about it or sexual guys get over your hangups. All right. About having something near your butt. Oh, during pooping, your butt is the center stage. All right. You can't be uncomfortable. You need a bidet. And the thing is, is a lot of people think bidets have to be the separate thing that you install and it's going to be expensive. You can go for $30. That's what I have. On Amazon, buy the one that hooks right to your tank, put it on your toilet, and it's done. 30 bucks. Cora set it up 15 minutes, 20 bu 30 bucks. And I'm telling you, man, I, I, it, my, my, I have not bled. I have not itched. I have not overcleaned. You just turn it on, spray the poop off your butt. Take a, you know, a couple of pieces of toilet paper or a rag if you want to save some money and you just wipe the water away because that's all it is at that point is just water. Hello, we don't all have bidet, bidet installing wives here. I'm just saying if Cora did it, anyone can. No offense to Cora. I don't, listen, man, I was you. I was literally you till I got him a day. I'm curious how long this has happened. Like, has this been going on for years? My shit went on for years. Just get a bidet. Just get a bidet. How much did you bleed? Are you talking to me? Uh, usually it was just like spotting. You know, like like little like just little bits. But every now and then, I would take a shit and I like rip something. I don't even know. It didn't even feel like it. Like I would reach down and suddenly I'm like, there's a whole bunch of blood. That's happened. I don't know what it is. I think, I don't know. I feel like the, the, the skin around my butt is just super sensitive. I just got to treat it like a lady. I just wasn't taking care of it in the way that it needed. My butt, I might be a man, but my butthole's all lady. She needs a sensitive touch. She's gentle. Yeah, also don't 
Yeah, stop eating glass. Yeah, also don't shove jars up your ass. That works too. I get that too. My butthole is so tight. Thanks, Pistachio, for for sharing that with us. Next question. Thank you for the write-in, by the way. I hope you're I hope you get a bidet, man. I think it will really help you. Dear Ello, how do you know when you have a porn addiction? I tend to take care of business two to three times a day. Me too. Which I hear is a lot. Should I be worried? No. On a separate note, Big Mouth is a very funny, dirty show. If you haven't seen it, I'm all caught up. Saw the whole new season. I'm a big fan. I've been watching Big Mouth. I'm going to hipster this shit since its release. I love it. It is a good show. Thank you for writing it. Listen, you want to know when you have a porn addiction? There are many ways to know when you have a porn addiction, but one of the biggest, clearest ways... I would, I'm curious, I wish you guys would tell me if you're in relationships or not. If you're in a relationship and you're not having sex with your significant other and you're finding yourself 195, 100% of the time, instead of being intimate with them or being sexual with them, you're finding that sexual, that sexual intimacy through the internet and porn and you're not doing things with your partner, that's a big indication. It's a big problem. Now, I don't know if you're I don't know if you're in a relationship or not. Um I don't know how you know if you're addicted to porn. <laughs> uh if you're not in a relationship. <laughs> no amounts too much. No, sometimes porn can be very bad for guys, well, guys and girls, but mostly guys, I would say. Uh their their minds can get fucked up you know like the first time you got on the internet you know like you jizzed at the sight of like a nipple under a sweatshirt you know you're like oh damn i could see that nipple it must be cold there. it's really pronounced oh and you like jizz because it's so exciting it's the first time then like 15 years of porn later or more you're like, I don't get off unless that girl is handcuffed, upside down, getting beat with a bamboo stick while some other guy uses her mouth. Like, it gets crazy like that. And you start getting into shit that's like, you desensitize yourself to normal goings on in the bedroom, right? You've, you've got into the realm of fantasy, and now nothing else can can suffice right like nothing can meet that that's a problem that you got an issue i would not worry about how many times you do it a day all right because i think that that can vary i do it two to three times a day i have a i have a healthy sexual relationship with with cora all right my wife um we're doing it you know Three or four times a week, sometimes more, sometimes less, which I think after 10 years is really respectable and honestly about the amount of work I want to put in. I hear sometimes when people are like, we have sex every day. I'm like, that doesn't sound fun to me. Like, I need a breather. Like, some days I'm like, no, I don't have sex. Like, hit me up tomorrow. I'll, I'll uh, rain, rain check on that. Tomorrow? Hey, I'm ready to go. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm like, I just need two in a row. I need two days, three days, whatever. Go a week, I'm just not into it. Week after, I want to fuck all the time. I wouldn't worry about the amount of times. All right, is your porn habits 
cutting into your life in negative ways. That's what it, re- that's what it really comes down to. What kind of negative effects are you dealing with in your life due to your what you are assuming is a porn addiction? Are you not building relationships with other people? Are you not getting your work done? Are you, uh, uh, does, your does your fucking dick have friction burns in it because you're beating yourself so much, you're causing infections. Your fucking dick is all pussy and shit. Pussy, not pussy, pussy. All right, it's leaking because you're stroking it so much so often, it's getting fucking friction burns, all right? These people are out there, all right? These people exist. Some people masturbate so much that it fucks their shit up. All right? I think that it depend. you need to ask yourself, how is your porn affecting you negatively in your life? And if you are honest with yourself and you think that, and you, you have to be the judge of it. Am I not being intimate with my wife? Bam, that's a big one. You need to stop watching porn. Am I, uh, uh, or am I, am I, listen, your, your, your significant other is there for a lot of reasons, right? Um, are you finding that when you do have sex with your, with your partner that you're completely there for the, for the climax, which is fine. You don't have to, every time you go to fuck, you got to make love, you know, but what is your mental position on what you're going into this for? Are you going into this thinking, I can't wait to have a fun time with my wife? Or I can't wait to get into this because I need to fucking get off. And that's like your primary goal for the last six months. And you haven't done anything compassionate for your wife. You've just used her like a fuck rag. And, uh, you know, you're just out of, you just can't get enough. There's a lot of ways you can, you can, this can affect you negatively. I would say again, I would say again that, uh, excuse me, a little burp, a little burpy there. You need to determine how this porn is affecting you and what it's affecting negatively. Only you can answer that. But porn, listen, porn addictions are real. You're good. You're, you're wise to be cognizant of it. Um, but taking care of your business two to three times a day is not an indication, right? Um, I could beat it two to three times a day and, com- and completely maintain a normal, healthy sex life, and I have no issues with porn. And I look at porn a lot. I love porn. I've always loved porn. Dude, since the beginning of the fucking internet, I've been looking at porn. Dude, since I was like 11 or 12 years old, I remember getting onto fucking BAM Online, which nobody fucking remembers BAM Online, or like Netscape Navigator, okay? Back before AOL even, I'm a fucking hipster and old man. And I remember like looking at internet porn. I would wait for it to load, okay? I remember looking, I remember being like, whoa, there's a lot of Disney porn on the internet. It's like Ariel. Sucking off Eric. Motherfucking Flounder's doing some weird shit to her. I was like 12. To 
Two to three times a day, you have a lot of free time on your hands, Zello. No, I got a lot of dick on my hands. Time's not the problem. There's a lot of dick around here. I just got a stroke. All right? Listen, I, listen, it is mandatory. I don't know how you guys live your lives. It is mandatory for me to masturbate before I go to sleep. I cannot sleep well unless I masturbate before I go to before I go to sleep. That's just one a day. I go to sleep like twice a day. So that's two just going to sleep. Just to sleep better. Awesome. I love I love jerking it before bed. And then you can get like your significant other to help you with it. Like, hey, you want to come tuck me in? And she's like, hey, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. Okay, yeah, come in here. Fucking blowjob. Fucking jizz on or whatever, man. Sometimes you can do the old like, like, hey, I'm going to masturbate. You want to come in for the cum shot? She's like, sure. No, you're just jerking it. You just text her. Hey, I'm ready. Comes in, blow it in her face, go to sleep. It's fun. It doesn't have to be a solo project. Doesn't have to be a solo project. You can do, you can, it's great. That's two at least. That's two at least that I'm masturbating in one day. Then the, then the just normal masturbate. Probably, dude, I'm looking at like two to five times a day. Two to three is good average. That's about where I'm at. But I can go up to five. Dude, some days where I'm super bored. Oh, my God. I don't know, man. The older I get, I was talking about this on a stream the other day. The older I get, I'm put me in horny jail. All right? I, I don't know, man. I've just gotten hornier as I got. I, they always said that you're not going to get... You know, like you're only you're, you're a young stud in your 20s and you're only going to be horny. No, man. I've gotten more horny as I've gotten older. And my options are so much more limited. I've got Cora, I've got porn, and I've got in my dreams. The only place I'm allowed to have sex with another woman. Not technically true, but we haven't found a good third, so. Okay. Next question. Oh. Oh, no, Deb. No, you're, I mean, I don't want to make this weird. <laughs> Deb. Yes. <laughs> Dear Elaheim, what are your thoughts on marijuana legalization in many states and Canada? Well, give me a second to answer that. Marijuana is the devil, and it is a gateway drug, and it'll fucking kill you. All right, that's how I feel. All right. Weed is definitely worse than alcohol, and certainly is not... Is, is not as bad as alcohol. Listen. Listen to me. I know not everybody agrees with this, okay? But I'm just going to tell you my thoughts, my experiences. I did not smoke marijuana, marijuana, until I was 28 years old. Until that moment, I had been staunchly against it. I was born and raised Southern Baptist. 
I was homeschooled, and my parents, or my dad, was a cop. I come from a cop family. The, the, the war on drugs was waged in my house, all right? We were paladins of the righteous cause, all right? We, my, my, uh, I never had that moment in high school where I smoked or when I was a young adult where I smoked. When I turned, I was pretty straight edge. When I turned 21 is when I drank. And man, from 21 to 28, I don't want to say I drank a lot, but there were times, man, I was, I was drinking. It was fun. It was social. I never had a problem with alcohol, but I got into a lot of shit. I mean, a lot of bad stuff happened. All, I said this earlier on, on, on the podcast, like, the, the closest I've come to death, the, the worst times in my life, the bad decisions, the blacking out, all the bad shit, always, always, always alcohol. And I think if you remember, like, if any of you remember, like, your worst arguments, there's always alcohol involved. Some alcohol, man. But alcohol is, is totally allowed, you know, everywhere. They tried in the early 1900s to fucking, uh, you know, prohibition to get rid of it. People were just, they, they wouldn't have it. They, they wanted their alcohol, and we get it. I, I think we were wrong about marijuana. I think we were wrong. Dude, not only were we wrong, but kids like me, I was lied to. Okay? I was fucking lied to. I have since tried marijuana, okay? And honestly, it is one of the best changes I've ever had in my life. I stopped drinking altogether, have no hangovers. I'm not making bad decisions. I'm not putting my life in danger. I'm allowed to function. My judgment isn't all weird. You know, I want to eat more. I, it's probably not good for my, you know, for me and my appetite because I want to eat everything when I get high. But, dude, if you listen, I know this is the argument that every fucking stoner out there has told you and whenever. But when it comes right down to it, I'm telling you guys from my own experience, I don't know how you guys deal with it. But weed isn't shit compared to alcohol. Like if we're talking about drugs and what drugs are like hard and what drugs are bad, weed is not shit compared to alcohol. Alcohol to me is a much harder drug. If I'm going to have a gateway drug, it's going to be alcohol. It's not going to be marijuana. And I think it's one of those things like prohibition. I think people are doing it anyways. I think people are going to do it. They're going to, they know it's not shit. The people who have smoked know it's not shit. They know that it's, it's, you know, and even for, I haven't even talked about medicinal yet. Okay. I'm not even getting into all that. What I'm saying is, is that like, I think people are already doing it. A lot of people raise your hand. If you know somebody who smokes weed, you know, like, and the thing is, is we're throwing people in jail for having minute amounts of marijuana and it's fucking up our fucking prison systems, putting Honest citizens, honest people in jail for having a little marijuana on them? Go fuck yourself. Seriously. I'm not saying go out and smoke all the weeds you want and act like an asshole or anything like that. I'm not saying bad things can't happen for marijuana. They can. It is a drug. It alters you. You need to know that shit. You need to be cautious. 
But if you're throwing people in jail for their entire life because they had an ounce of weed on them, go fuck yourself. You're on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side, in my opinion. So the question was, dear Alheim, what are your thoughts on marijuana legalization in many states in Canada? I say legalize it. It'll boost the economy in a time that we need it, 2020, right after COVID. We need more businesses. We need more jobs. We need a booming marijuana industry. All right? We need it. There's no better time than now. We're already smoking it, okay? People are already smoking it all over the fucking place. It's happening. We need to keep people out of the prison systems. I think it works on many levels, and I'm all for it. I I feel like legalization is a natural step in the evolution of understanding marijuana. I think we jumped to conclusions about it being a a terrible drug, uh, and we put it on with, like, fucking heroin and cocaine, and it needs to be reclassified. It needs to be decriminalized at the least. But honestly, I think you should be allowed to smoke it recreationally. Um, now, we're all different, and some people, uh, uh, some people disagree, and I totally get it. I totally do get it, and I respect your opinion, and I, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life or, or think your thoughts. I'm, I'm merely sharing my experience with it, going from somebody who is staunchly against it. I mean, I dated girls who, dude, when, when Cora and I started dating, she smoked just occasionally i would get mad at her i would get controlling about it you smoke weed i don't i don't date girls that smoke weed sorry i don't want i don't want to see you like that i don't want to i don't want to see you all altered and weird and shit like i just want you you know i just want blow dude i was i was so controlling so like i get it i get it but it's not it's not shit man it was such a waste of of time and emotion and honestly, it's not shit. It's not, it's not bad. I, 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 by, by all means, I, I suggest, you know, give it a shot if you're comfortable. How did I start? Um, it's a good question. My, I had a, I have a friend of mine who's got Crohn's disease who uh, takes it medicinally and he was always like, you need to try it. You need to try it. It helps me. It's not what you think. You got to try it. I told him, no, 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 for years, you know, that I knew this person, eight years plus. No, 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 no. Somebody else close to me, uh, a family member, smoked it all the time. And I trusted his opinion, too. So I had uh, somebody in my family recreationally that smoked Um regularly and i had somebody that did it for medicinal purposes both people i trusted and both were telling me i was wrong and i was stubborn for like 10 years and then i tried it and i had no idea why i put put so much time and emotion into this this shit it was nothing it was nothing i watched i remember the first time i i smoked i watched uh uh r kelly in the closet the rap the rap opera dude that shit was so funny that shit blew me out of the water. And if you smoke weed for the first time, there's a good chance you're not even going to feel it. You're going to think you're totally normal. You're not even going to feel it. You're going to be like, what? Most people, when they smoke weed the first time, they don't even feel it. Literally, it does nothing to them. It's not until like the second or third time that you smoke, you're like, oh. No, I'm, I'm, I am 100% true. Like, that is honest. Like, not everybody, but a lot of people. The first, like, when I smoked, the first time I smoked, I didn't feel any different. I, like, what? I thought they were fucking with me. 
Because you don't really tell. You can't tell how you're just slightly altered. Everyone else can tell that you're high, but you won't tell you're high. You're just like, I feel normal. It's bad weed then, Ello. Maybe. I don't know. I can't, I can't talk to the quality. It's not true. Not most people. I wish I, I wish we knew the percentages. But anyways, um, I, I, I digress. That was a great question. I believe it should be legalized for many reasons. Uh, I, I believe that the stigma around smoking weed is uh, outdated. I think that we're smart people, and I think that our relationship with weed over the years has proven it. Uh, uh, the drug itself is no more harmful than alcohol by a long shot, and uh, that we really mischaracterized <clears throat> its effects and how it can help people. And I hope that going forward, we're more, we're more open-minded with natural, uh, uh, more natural things, uh, even if they alter us, is, and, and that we take the time to really study it instead of just labeling it as evil or putting people in jail over it or anything like that. I really think we made a, a huge, huge mistake throwing people in jail for marijuana possession. And in some cases, we ruined lives. And it's sad. Anyways, all right. I think this is the last question. Well, maybe I'll do a few more. I don't know. I don't know. Dear Abby, I have been in, there's been quite a few that have come in since I started this. Um, dear Abby, I've been in a relationship for four years. Our sex life is pretty dead, currently two months going. Our libido seems to be on... Other ends of the spectrum. I used to think there might be action on holidays. She most like she mostly likely suffers from depression. Every time she rejects my advances, she feels frustrated and sad about not being able to reciprocate. Dude. Dude, I have been here. I'm stuck knowing that my advances amount to nothing and make her sad. If I don't, then she'll think she's undesirable and that I am losing interest in her. What could I do for her? <clears throat> I just want her to be happy. Ugh. First of all, I think it's normal. I think, I'm just saying, I think that some people, I think that there are many times where <clears throat> being on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to your sex life, even for a couple of months, is not as bad as people make it out to be. Now, is this a prelude to something deeper? Maybe, quite possibly. But it could just be, you're just on the opposite ends of the fucking spectrum right now with your libido. Like you said, <clears throat> you guys have been together for four years and now two months out of the entire four years, you guys are a little, you guys are off with your sex, right? She sounds like she's going through something, all right? <clears throat> Whatever that is, it sounds like mentally she is preoccupied. Um, but don't sweat it. Don't sweat. Don't sweat it. Two months is not that bad. Sometimes it gets like that. Cora and I went through a stint uh, about three or four months ago where it was like, man, we just couldn't. I don't know, man. Like I was sec second guessing stuff during sex. You know, like, I thought maybe she wasn't into it. 
you know, the old tricks of things that I was used to use were not working, which made me question things. And you know what really helped with us, like, a lot? Communication. Communication. Now, in, how about this? Um, not just communication, but, but openness. Openness sexually with your partner. How open are you really with your partner? I'm not like you're spreading your legs. I mean, <clears throat> does your partner understand your fantasies? Does your partner understand your body? Do you understand her fantasies? <clears throat> her body? What's your objective when you're going into this? Are you trying to get off? Are you trying to get her off? You know, like, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting, I need like some water. Should have brought some water. Um, I'm drowning a little bit here. Coming up on the end. Um, don't freak out. You need to have some serious talks with her. You need to figure it out. You need to just lay it all out. You need to be like, hey, I know our, our sex has been weird this last couple of months. You seem like you've got a lot on your mind. I, I want to talk to you about that. I don't want any pressure coming from me or you. Our sex should be fun. It should be fun, something that we both enjoy. I don't want that you to feel stressed when I'm making advances. I don't want to feel stressed making those advances. Just tell her the shit you're telling me here. You know, that, that it's okay to reject an advance. Like, let her know. It's fine. I'm going to try. God damn, you look good. You're fucking hot. I've been tapping that shit for four years. You just turned off the water. Of course I'm going to make advance, advances. Of course. Yes, I am. I'm going to be all up in. If you let me, but don't feel bad if you're not feeling it. Talk to me. Tell me what's going on. What's in your head? I want you to have the power to reject me and it not be a big deal. I also want to come up to sex to ask for sex with you and it not be a big deal. I want to stab sex and it not be a big deal, you know, um, or skip sex and it's not a big deal. You know, I think that having sexual openness with your partner is one of the most beautiful things that you can, you can have true open sexual uh, sexuality with them. Meaning they, you don't have to say every little deep, dark fantasy you have, you little fucking perverts, but you know, get, get some shit out there. Hey man, I really like it. When you uh, finger my earlobe while you blah, 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 blah. I've never told anyone that. Would you be willing to try it? Add some new shit to your life, hey, man. Talk to her. Maybe you just need a fucking dildo. Maybe just throw some toys into the mix. Toys can be fun. Does she like spankings? Man, get a new paddle. Tell her she's been bad. Tell her that she's been, she's been so depressed and you're just gonna, you're just gonna punish her. Yeah, punish her. You're going to fucking show up with a skull on your shirt, two fucking paddles. You're all like, I'm the Punisher. And she's going to, she's probably not going to like it, but <laughs> this is kind of cringe. Yeah, of course it is. I'm just saying, um, you're going to, you need to have some real, some real heart to hearts with her. You're going to have to sit her down. You're going to have to sit her down. You're going to have to talk about it and, um, let her know where, let her know where your heart's at when you do it. Let her know that you know, that she has no reason to feel uncomfortable. 
that whether that's uh, accepting your sexual advances or not, that you're there for her. If there is something going on in her head, that you're you're ready to listen. If there are things that she wants to explore, that you're open-minded. You know, maybe your shit's just gotten boring. Maybe you're too routine. It's four years, man. <clears throat> you know, uh, maybe she doesn't feel like she has the confidence to explain her. Or maybe she's got new fetishes or kinks. You know, people change. You got to be willing to change with them, especially sexually. So, you know, just be real about the predicament. You know, hey, I want to keep hitting on you. I want to do this, but it seems to make you feel bad. I don't want to do that either. I don't want you to feel undesirable. <clears throat> I'm kind of in a pickle, and I'm not mad. I just need to know where you're at. I need to know where you're at, and uh, I would love to talk about it because I, I, I love you. I, I love being with you. I know we're in a weird spot. It's cool what happens. It's weird for our first time, but I want to get back on track, and I don't want that to be something stressful for you. So what's going on? It sounds like she's got something going on. Something's, something's in her head. You said she, most li- she mostly likely suffers from depression. You know, um, and right now what you're doing isn't working. It's, it's deepening that isolated feeling. And what you need to be doing is doing everything in your power not to isolate her from you. You need to be coming to, uh, to, to common ground. You need to be reconnecting with her um, in ways that, you know, maybe make you both even a little comfortable. So, um, but that's part of it, man. That's part of it. Uh, that's just the reality of being in a long-term relationship, okay? You're, you, you seem like, you know, you're with her for four years. You seem like you're going to be in it for the long haul. Welcome. This is part of it. Figuring yourselves out sexually is going to be something you're going to have to do many times. It's not going to even be the first. This is just part of being in a long-term relationship. You're going to have these periods. What separates the, 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 the men from the boys, so to speak, <clears throat> for lack of a better term, um, is the ability to communicate when those times are happening. What happens sometimes is when you don't, again, it deepens. It deep, the, the isolation deepens, and it becomes a bigger problem, and then it becomes something that will truly affect your relationship. You know, um, you just, It's your responsibility to not let it get to that point by being open and honest and patient with her and, and uh, yeah, uh, taking your time. And not, I know, and I know what it feels like to be sexually frustrated with a beautiful partner right next to you, and you're so fucking horny. And but you know, uh, masturbate, fucking beat off. You can beat off. You've been doing it for a long time. Beat off for her benefit, and in the meantime, help her, talk to her, figure out what's going on. Don't pressure her, no matter what. All right. Let's see what uh, it looks like during this podcast. I actually got more questions. Let me see what these look like. Uh, Have you ever engaged in ERP? Oh, my God. Have you ever engaged in ERP, erotic role play, in an MMORPG? If you haven't, would you consider it for the right amount of gold? I'm asking for a friend. I just started playing WoW again, but I do have to admit, I am not supplemented by cash right now. What server are you on? 
<laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there was ever a legitimate time I ever actually did erotic role play in an MMO. I remember when I was like 14 or 15 playing EverQuest and there being a girl in my guild that was my age. And I remember uh, being sexual with her when we talked, but I never did it for any gain other than my own boner relief. Like, I never, like, got gold for it. And that, that even escalated to us getting on, like, webcams. And, yeah. But I've never, I've never uh, used, like, any sort of sexuality to trick anybody at any in-game gold or items or anything. I, I have been playing female characters in games since I was 11. <clears throat> Trust me, you don't have to do anything. You just have to be a pixelated woman. And some dudes will walk up and be like, I camped this mob for a week. Uh, I hope that you enjoy this item, my lady. Like they're trying to court me or something. I'm like, thanks, dude. You're fucking cool. I'm a dude. <laughs> I'm a guy. I really... I mean, you don't have to do anything. You just... I mean, if you even act even relatively friendly, you know, like, Jesus. I I know, I get it, man, why these girls, these, like, I, I, but I've never, I've never used sexuality to get ahead in any game like that. Um, nor would I do it for any amount of gold. Have I ever? I don't know. I've always just, I don't know. I've never really, like, cybering to me, especially early on in my life, like, sexuality was not casual for me. Like, sexuality had to be done with somebody I actually cared about. And that was the big hang-up. I couldn't just, like, homeschooled, born and raised Southern Baptist Elaheim was not thinking on an advanced sexual level. All right, <clears throat> it, quite the opposite. I was like, I'm waiting till marriage. I've, ne I've never kissed a girl, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I, I can't really relate, though. I do not judge. I have cybered before, just not in an MMO. I remember AOL chat rooms. I did some weird shit. Next question. I have a coworker that it seems like is into me sometimes. <sighs> One time I joked about making out with her while at work during downtime, and she thought about it for a few minutes. Then she said she didn't want to lose her job for dating a coworker. Should I make my move? No. <laughs> no. I mean, okay, let me ask you a question. Here's the real answer. Do you care about your job? 
Do you care about your job? That's really the question I need to be asking. Do you give a fuck about what you're doing? If you work in McDonald's and you're like, fuck this job and the manager, you know, is some piece of shit that yells at you every day and you're making minimum wage and it's the fucking worst and some girl that you're flipping burger patties with, you know, might suck you off if you're nice to her. <clears throat> um, you might want to go for it. I mean, I don't know. Um, do you care about your job? That is really what it comes down to. If you do, don't even for a minute. You're already too far. You're flirty. Sounds like she considered it, but she, she values, she, from what she's communicating to you, she values her job there. So if just for that, I wouldn't make a move. Nope, 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 nope. I wouldn't. Unless you hate your job. <laughs> and she secretly does too. And neither of you would give a fuck about the job. But no, I wouldn't. Don't. Workplace relationships are. No. No, no, no. No. It's not good. Not, I'm not saying they can't work. Sometimes you make a special connection. <laughs> but. No. I, I don't. I, I've never heard them turning out real great. Um, You know, people say you don't shit where you eat. Uh, that's weird because I've done both off of never mind I'm not <laughs> never mind don't judge me <laughs> I kid who's into poop play though somebody was on somebody was on H3H3 the other day they did like a call in and the girl was saying she has an OnlyFans that she loves poop play Sat the whole time fucking gagging to myself. No judgments. Not for me. No, don't make your move, man. Thank you for writing in, though. I'd be careful with that one, too. It does sound like she's not a crazy girl, though. The crazy ones are like, they don't even think. You're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we made out? Suddenly she's just fucking on top of you ramming her tongue into your mouth like she's trying to push somebody out a window with her tongue um next question jesus i'm really going through i'm really going through these dear ella why are you so loud next question how do i get <laughs> How do I get motivated to reuse my toys that are just sitting in the drawer? Oh. <laughs> Even though I have them, I still keep buying new ones. And after a few uses, they go into the drawer and are never used again. P.S. Getting a boyfriend, girlfriend, not an option. I am, like, so curious. Like, all you've done is made me more curious who you are and, like, what your life is like. Like, one person is, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, not an option. Like, that in and of itself has made me super curious. I want to know why that's not an option. And then it sounds like you're not getting the right toys. Either you're not into toys 
or you haven't found one that has, you haven't made a special connection. I don't know. I have never used toys for myself. I'm really not a toys for me kind of person. I'm like a toys for her. Some guys get really intimidated by toys. Like they feel like somehow relying on toys or using toys says something about them and their sexual prowess. I guarantee you it doesn't. They're just fun. You can fuck your girlfriend, whatever you want, but you can't make your dick vibrate at the speed of light. And sometimes it's just fun to see what happens if you put that on her clitoris, okay? And you can try to mimic that by moving your hand so fast, but it's never going to move as fast as the speed of light and electricity, okay? This is not the same thing. Your dick is not a toy, all right? You don't, you're not in competition with plastic and rubber and shit, all right? Don't be intimidated. It can do things you can't, just like she can do things to herself that you can't, just like some other guy can do some shit to her that you can't. She picked you because she likes the shit you do. But she also wants to use this fucking hamachi. And put it on her clitoris at hyper speeds. Okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. But I have never used toys on myself. I think you're either not buying the right toys or you're just not into toys. Or you're not using them right. How many toys are we really talking? You're like, I still keep buying new ones. And after a few uses, they go into the drawer. And like, how many drawers are just filled with fucking toys? How many hundreds of dollars have you spent? See, and now I need to know, are you a male or a female? Like, there's so much. Like, the, the, like everything changes depending. <clears throat> I need you to follow up. I need you to follow. I need more than this. I need to know things. You don't have to if you don't want to. But if you're listening and this is you, I need more. I need more. I need to, like, know what's up. I need to know if you're a man or a woman. I need to know what this whole thing about boyfriend-girlfriend not an option. I need to know what toys you're buying, okay? I need to know how many. I need to know, like, I need to know it all on this one. Have you tried Bad Dragon? <laughs> so, you know what? Maybe you're a, you're a creepy little fuck. And maybe a regular penis isn't going to do it for you. And you need the shape of a, fanta- a fantastical dragon. <clears throat> uh, 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 a reimagining of what, what phallic symbols are. Okay? Maybe you need a dragon dick. I'm not going to tell you what other dildo shapes and sizes are out there. I'll let you figure it out. But maybe you're a little kinky freak and maybe you need something dirty. Yeah, I think you need something dirty. 
I think you're a bad dragon. Hmm. I need more. Write me back. Thanks for writing me. Next question. Oh, by the way, we're going to be watching Conan the Barbarian after the stream today. Thank you for being here for episode zero of my new podcast. I'm having a lot of fun. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Hopefully you throw it in the background while you're playing your games. If you guys want to join us for the movie, it's going to happen on Discord right as soon as we're done here. Exclamation point Discord if you want an invite. All of you guys are invited. You don't have to have a copy of the movie. It will be provided. And we're going to watch Conan the Barbarian together. It's a fun film. And we're sure to have a few laughs with each other over it. All right. We're going to continue. Loving Dear Sexy Elaheim. Wow. What an entrance. My dick used to get hard every time I watch your stream. Now, after you became beardless, I can't get erections anymore. Can you help me with this problem? I just did. If you look on your screen right now, you'll see a sexy version of me. Um, don't miss out on the fact that I'm wearing a bracelet, a little colored bracelet there. That's pretty sexy. Look at the turtleneck. Honestly, if you can't masturbate to the picture of me right here on the screen in front of you, then you don't have any business masturbating to me at any time. So, because uh, that's literally the sexiest I've ever been. All right, right there. I'm literally looking, look at me with my fucking fake ass glasses and my headset on and my turtleneck with my fucking peace bra beads. If you can't beat it to that, then I got nothing for you. I'm sorry I'm such a disappointment. Thanks for writing in. Oh, shit. Uh, I love ones that start with, this is the next question. I love ones that start with, yes, this is all true. How long has this podcast been going? Dude, I've been at this for three and a half hours. This is not a podcast. This is a fucking stream. <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta like section out a time. This is way too long. I'm loving it. I'm having fun. I don't want to stop. I gotta like section it out. I don't know. Well, have, this is why it's episode zero. Uh, so we can figure this stuff out. We're going in hot. Okay. This starts out with, yes, this is all true, which means it's going to be fucking nutty. Let's read. Hello. Hi. Ever since I was little, I had sociopathic tendencies. It's good that you know that. I got... Uh, I got in, uh, ooh, what's that word? Uh, I, I am uneducated, and I don't know how to read. Edetic memory? Let's look that up. We can learn. We can learn. We can learn. Edetic, edetic memory. Relating to or denoting mental images having unusual vividness and detail as if actually visible. So, 
so uh like a photographic memory chat saying better than photographic like sheldon from big bang Theory. so you're basically playing the queen's gambit you're you're playing some chess you're looking at the chess pieces on the ceiling and marking all the paths and shit you are zach gilfinankis and that gif from uh hangover where he's at the blackjack table That's interesting. I, I got to read up more on that. That's the first time I've heard it stated like that. hope I'm saying that right. Edetic? Edetic memory? I don't know. <clears throat> thanks to uh, qu- uh, quotations, thanks to which I can remember everything back to when I was one and a half years old. And can as such say I've always been this way, maybe born? And way above average intelligence. In return of having no empathy and being unable to relate with other people. I know what that's like too, man. I'm so smart I can't fucking understand these morons in my chat 90% of the time. I'm just kidding. I'm super dumb. Why are you asking me? I'm a dumber person than you. I need some water. God, I... I can make it through! I got to bring water next time. Listen to my throat. (sighs) This is episode zero shit. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm going to go grab some water real fast. Who puts dead air? sinks right next door see this is where we would play the sponsors when we get all the sponsors for this which no one will ever sponsor oh that's better all right thank you guys for the patience let's get back into it okay in return of having no empathy and being unable to relate with other people As such, since I was little, I had trouble with social interactions, where I built up a front instead of actually showing emotions to others, which I perfected over the years. I was in therapy for this for eight years before I got deemed incurable. Thanks to my high intelligence, though, people tend to flock to me as they deem me charismatic. But then again, they get turned off really quick when realizing that I have no emotional investment into other people and can only platonically relate to others. I easily discard people that don't fit into my mold of people I can use to my advantage, for example. I'm very good at manipulating people into doing what I want, but being unable to relate to other people or build a proper emotional relationship really bothers me. What would you suggest for anyone wondering I work as a private banker? Man, that... I'm fucking dumb. I should be asking you, like, help me with my finances. I'll help you talk. I'll fucking, we'll figure this out together. Does that mean I'm being used? Are you using me right now? Are you manipulating me, sir? Can't trust you. 
I don't know if I can, if I, what if I answer, if I answer you, am I playing right into your, right into your shit? Um, this is really tough. I can relate with some of this. Some of it I can't. I feel that I, as well, am very good at manipulating people. And in my younger years, I was much more apt to do that than I am now. Though I still, in a way, am, am good at it. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't do it for anything serious or anything that, like, really matters. Um, I don't think, first of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with finding people that fit into the mold of people you want to surround yourself with. Even if that means advantages, I think that all of us do that to a certain degree. Yours might seem more detached and clinical, but I think that a lot of us surround ourselves with people that fit into the mold of people that they want around them. And again, that comes with advantages. <clears throat> I don't know how to help you when it comes to building a proper emotional relationship. I have a hard time with this question simply because we seem to come from really different backgrounds. And I honestly think this would probably be a better question for somebody who is qualified. I hate to say that because um, I want to help. However, I, I have never had a problem building an emotional relationship with somebody. I've never felt the distance there that some people describe to me when they talk about uh when they talk about those sort of relationships so it's hard for me to answer your question i don't know chat what do you think on this one let's go to the chat I wonder if anybody else has a certain uh, a certain perspective. <laughs> Fuck all banks. What exactly is the question? The question is, uh, he. The question is, how does he build a proper a proper emotional relationship with somebody, even though he's predisposed to sort of seeing them as. Uh, he sees them more in more of like a clinical sense. Like a friend might be somebody who's very valuable to or very uh, advantageous. Maybe not just in for purely friendship. It's more of a calculated. It seems like approach. He he wants to interact with people without manipulating them, and he wants to build a proper emotional relationship with people. What he's saying is, is that he has a really hard time doing so, and he doesn't know how. You need some genius friends. Look for people with high intellect. You can find some people you can connect with a certain degree. There's always someone, uh, when you find it, emotions will build naturally with a special thing you created. That's not a bad idea. Have you tried purposely going out and seeking out people that you feel are at your level? You know? Um... I can't imagine for somebody who actually has a really high intelligence what it must be like living among 
us lesser primates. I mean, I'm joking, but like I, I'm, I'm sort of a dumb person. Um, but then again, I've been watching the news this year, and I feel like maybe I'm one of the smarter ones. <laughs> so I know exactly how you feel because I've been watching everybody and being like, how do I, how do I connect with these people? Oh, man. I got to be honest. I'm, I'm at a real loss. That's difficult. I, I think that I really do think you should talk to somebody like qualified. I think you should talk to somebody who would be able to hand. This is something very specific that is really outside my wheelhouse. And it sounds like you need a real professional, not some guy on the Internet, you know, fucking around having fun. I think I think you really need to sit down with somebody. <clears throat> um, what about pets? Do you have any pets? Do, do you feel any emotions towards animals? Like, have you ever had a dog or a cat? Or, you know, are you, is it people? You know, do you, do you just feel nothing? He said he got eight years of therapy. Oh, that's right. He said I was in therapy for this for eight years before I was deemed incurable. Okay, let me just throw something else out there. Uh, you're right. Okay, thank you for pointing that out. He did say he was there for eight years. Not all therapists are the same, okay? When it comes to that sort of thing, I, you might be incurable for somebody. There could be other approaches and, and uh, strategies other therapists might have for you specifically. You might even, there might even be specialists that deal with this specifically in that field or have more experience with this than others i think that you should de like like uh you know like a doctor like any other doctor you you get a second opinion right and the thing about talking with somebody is sometimes even they can be amazing at what they do but they're bad for you to talk to does that make sense so I can appreciate your dedication to your therapy in eight years, and I don't want to diminish that. I'm sure you put in a lot of hard work, and they did too. But to say somebody's incurable, I, when it comes to something like this, I feel like it would be beneficial to you to maybe speak to someone else, talk to someone else, um, seek out somebody who has had, you know, uh, uh, patients or clients or whatever they refer to uh i don't i don't know what the term is um somebody else that they've that maybe have had this issue they have some experience in dealing with this um but yeah i i i have a hard time relating i really do but i but i sympathize for, with your position i wish i could help more therapists or psychiatrists i don't know what's the difference one prescribes medications one doesn't um, I don't, I don't really like psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, therapists, uh, counselor guidance. You know, I, I, I don't know where they all, is that the difference? I thought it was. Cognitive behavior therapy might be a good field to find a psychologist in if they haven't already tried that in their eight years of therapy. What about family? You didn't mention anything about family. Do you, do you have family that you, are, that you connect with? Are you connecting with 
anything emotionally? Or do you feel like you are literally just like you, you, you're a, you know, do you see yourself as this? It seems like almost like you're blending in, you know, like you're, you're do, you're doing all the steps to be like this normal person, normal life. But like deep down inside, you're just like not connecting with people. Hmm. It's really tough, man. It's really strange too because you're you you're it doesn't seem like you have a problem communicating. Like it doesn't seem like you're not apt from what you you're saying. Like you're socially apt. It just seems it just everything seems clinical from what you're saying. I don't know, man. That's tough. We threw some things out. Maybe that'll work. That's really that's a really specialized question. I think I would be doing you a disservice to say that I uh, had a good answer for this. I don't. I don't. I think uh, I think you should probably talk to somebody else. Maybe it is un- incurable. Um, maybe not. You know, uh, pe- other you know people even in those kind of fields are uh, fallible. You know. Um, yeah, I'd reach out to them. Maybe look for group. Maybe if you have some, do, what are you doing with your with your above average intellect? <clears throat> are you just working as a private banker? Do you have any sort of hobbies on the side? Obviously, you watch my stream. You watch Twitch. Are you into video games? Do you find any sort of emotional attachment to any of the video game players or characters that you're playing? Do you have favorite movies or books or you know comics or anything? Do you? I, I'm really curious. If you're building any sort of emotional connection, anything, or if it's just hard for people with people. Hmm. I, uh, I, I would like a follow-up on this, if only to answer those questions. You know, like, what about pets? What about family? What about, you know, uh, entertainment? Like, is this just really the way that you are, like, across the board? I don't know. That's really interesting. I do want to talk to you as as your work as a private banker. Please help. (laughs) Please send help. Thank you for writing in, though. I'm sorry I'm not smart enough. I'm not smarter for you. Maybe we can play chess. That maybe that'll put us on the. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we got a. We got an update to, the toy one. Where is where is that at? Oh, follow up on the reusing old toys. Oh, perfect. I love it. I love that they're here. I love it. All right. We were just talking about, this was the original message. How do I get motivated to reuse the toys that are sitting in the drawer? Even though I have them, I still keep buying new ones. And after a few uses, they go into the drawer and never used again. I asked a bunch of questions. Follow-up is, I am a male, 30 plus, 
toys, fleshlights, butt plugs, small and big, prostate massagers, prostate vibrators, dildos, big and small, boyfriend, girlfriend, not an option, basically given up on life, not suicidal, because of uh, avoidant personality disorder and been in therapy for six plus years, but haven't helped a bit. Okay. All right. Can you guide me in the ways of toys? Because I, I feel like you're way beyond. I've never even tried to use a flashlight or a butt plug, a prostate massage, a prostate vibrator, dildos. That is awesome. Can we get a round of applause that this guy is like leaning into the fucking toy thing and fucking go like. I don't hear very often, like I hear of women, obviously, all the time getting, I think it's so normalized for women to get toys, but like a dude goes out and fucking buys a bunch of shit to get his shit going. It's like this weird thing. I have nothing but respect for you, sir. I'm sorry none of these are like exciting you, you know, to the point where you're excited to get back to them. It's interesting. Avoidant personality disorder. I, you know what? I'm not even going to go into that. I feel like, uh, I feel like you have a good idea of where you are and where you're at right now. I think we, I think we need to pull the chat for this one. Chat. How many, okay, this goes up because I'm, I'm inexperienced, but this is why I have chat here. And I know, I know Spikey. <laughs> I know Spikey might be able to help us. Spikey's a mod here. Uh, what toys would you, you know what? How about this? You can even go on the Discord, exclamation at Discord into the not safe for work room. Whoever this may be. I don't know if you want to maintain your uh, anonymity. Anonymity. God, I'm fucking hard at saying that. Or I'm terrible at saying that. Um, and you might get some suggestions in there. Maybe there are other people in this community who are using, uh, male toys that maybe have, Hey, got a few suggestions. I know there's at least a couple of them in this community that have been pretty open about what they have and what they're using. I know more about some people in this community than I fucking should. Um, I like that you're exploring. I like that you're exploring and you're finding other ways of satisfying yourself. <sighs> I would say don't lose that adventure. I know some things haven't been getting, getting you going and getting you excited. Don't give up on that. I think you should keep that light lit. I think you should consider this a journey. And right now you're, you're, you're going through. Hold on a second. Sorry. Hey, uh, spiky. Can you delete 28 through 31? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I think you should keep that. I think you should keep that uh that that fire lit. Keep trying. Ask some of the guys in these communities. They they got all sorts of toys. 
Good luck with that, though. I, I, uh, I'm curious to see if you jump into the not safe for work and ask around. Maybe there's some shit in there that'll blow your goddamn mind. Damn, when we're 28 through 31, it was just somebody fucking around. Somebody jumped on here and did exactly what I asked them not to do, which was send me a bunch of bullshit. All right. Next question. This will probably be the last question. Oh, they use names. I'm not going to use that name. Um. Hey, hello. My girlfriend, quotation point, I'm just going to call her Bella. My girlfriend Bella and I have been together for four years now. My family has welcomed her from the, get- the beginning, but her parents are a different story. Her family is very traditional, full-on Christian. I know about that. <clears throat> I used to go to the same church as Bella and her family, which is how we met. Oh, God. Four years ago, my family was kicked out from that church due to not believing in demons or Satan. I know just the people you're dealing with. For four years, I dated her with pretty much no contact with her family. A couple months ago, Bella's brother, Billy, told me that I should break up with her because he felt God spoke to him. He claims he feels I never truly loved her and that I'm not on God's path for her. Fuck him. Oh, my God. Don't. This is one of those things. going to get me riled up. I'm going to get fucking riled up. Uh, Listen, all the Christians in the chat, close your ears. Daddy Elheim's going to bring up some past scars, and it's going to get real emotional here. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, God, the manipulation. Okay. I told him bluntly but politely that I personally believe God speaking to us isn't real. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so weird. God spoke to you. He spoke to me, too. And he told me you would come up to me with this bullshit. And he told me I needed to tell you. Stop speaking for God. He doesn't care. Like, not that God doesn't care, but if God's really as all-powerful as we think he is, I don't think he's jumping down to earth to get into Bella's relationship via her brother, Billy. Like, like what a fucking reach. Like, why is God going taking the... T- oh, my Lord. I'm not saying he doesn't care. I'm just saying it seems silly to me that he would approach it like a high school girl. I never denied the existence of a God. I just denied the belief that God put, I love how you still capitalize God. You obviously show respect, put ideas in our heads and speaks to us. I just didn't want to lie through my teeth and play the religious game of This Bible verse says this, and God actually spoke to me and told me this. 
Dude, you have no idea how uh, close to home this is for me. I know her family would love and accept me if I put on a churchy facade, but I want them to respect and like me for who I truly am. They probably won't. I was honest, and now her entire family hates me. They've told her I'm not a real Christian, that if she continues dating me, they'll stop supporting her emotionally and financially. Thankfully, she's fighting for me in our relationship, but they haven't stopped either. It was a bluff, and they were trying to manipulate her. It hurts to be judged and defined by my personal beliefs that do nothing but affect my outlook on life. It hurts to be judged and defined by my personal beliefs that do nothing but affect my outlook on life. I try to lead a loving, happy relationship with my girlfriend and try to be a loving, helpful person in general, but I've been met with hate and rejection from her family. Oh, my God. Give me a second. Let me uh, let me channel some of this angry out of me so I can have some uh, some uh, mindfulness here. Give me a second. Oh. Mm. Hmm. Listen, what I'm going to tell you is just what I think. All right. This is what I think. You're going to hear a different answer from a dozen different people. I, again, was born and raised Southern Baptist. I was homeschooled. I have a very extensive background in Christianity. I've been uh, in and out of churches my entire upbringing till I was old enough not to go. <clears throat> and... My own personal experiences, I find that religion is really wonderful for some things and really terrible for others, just like anything, right? There's good and the bad. And I think there are really honest, uh, wonderful Christians out there, and then I think that there are manipulative uh, – oh, wait, there's still more. Oh, shit. Hold on. Oh, my God. There's a whole nother paragraph. Holy shit. There was more. Let me just say that. Let me finish that thought, okay? I have found in my life the positives that religion has brought to me uh, are things like Uh, helping with my moral compass, okay? Um, I do believe there's a lot of really great lessons in Christianity that I think people uh, are better off for knowing than not, okay? I also don't mind sitting through a Sunday service. I know this sounds weird, but I don't consider myself a Christian anymore. But I don't mind going and listening to Sunday service. I like listening to some dude talk about some deep shit. And I don't even have to agree with him, but he might get my mind going in my own level, right? 
he might be talking about whatever in the Bible, whatever. And it gets me to think on a deep level about the shit I believe and about how I relate to that, whatever he's, whatever he's talking about. So I can even still go to church and enjoy it, even though I'm not a Christian. But one of the biggest uh, reasons I'm not a Christian is I felt like there was a lot of harm. There was a lot of harm done. A lot of harm done uh, to me and others that were involved. And I found that 99% of the time, people use their Christianity Christianity as a weapon. Just like these people are trying to do with you. They're going to... Not And again, this is not all Christian. We're talking about some Christians, okay? They are going to try their best to manipulate this situation. It seems like they already have. You got to do what's right for you. You got to live your truth, all right? You can't let these fucking assholes who are trying to fuck with your shit and impose their beliefs on you and try to make you out to be some demon fucking shit. You can't let them live your life. You can't. You can't. You got to be good to your girlfriend by being supportive of her. All right. And loving to her and being open and talking to her through all of this. Cause it's going to be very difficult for her more than for you because it's her family. She's getting it the worst. It might be uncomfortable for you, but she's going through the fucking ringer. I would avoid saying anything about her family negatively. I would, you know what? I would almost stay out of it entirely. I know you might believe that you need them for some relationship with this girl, but you don't. You don't. And right now, what I would consider is trying to get financially independent so you don't feel like you're under their thumb let me keep reading i know i should mainly focus on our relationship after all i'm not dating her parents great point but i just need some advice on how to handle the emotions of being rejected by her family and siblings people used to view me as a friend before learning about my beliefs that's so oh man dude we are like the same i know i know how you feel i don't know why i care so much I'm usually a logical and rational guy, but I keep having dreams of her family finally accepting me and wake up depressed about the whole situation. Dude, I did the same thing. I communicate with her about this, how I want to push, uh, I want her to push for me to be a part of her family's life, and I feel she isn't making a huge effort to accomplish it. Stop that. Stop. Cease and desist. I was just telling you that, that uh, you know, she's going through the biggest part of the stress. The last thing she needs to do is get it from you, too. Because they're telling her she's not trying hard enough. You're telling her she's not trying hard enough. And she's going to get to a point where she's going to block it both out and be like, I'm done with this bullshit mentally. Let's keep reading. If the roles were reversed, I'd tell my parents to stop being unreasonable and accept uh, accept my girlfriend for who she is. 
If they treated, uh, if they threatened to cut off support with me, then I would gra- gladly leave, as I don't need that conditional support in my life anyway. But she still talks to them daily and avoids our relationship and conversation with them. Sometimes I just can't relate because I've never had parents this controlling. But it's like she just can't tell them no without working up the courage for a week. Dude, that has, dude, that has to do with years of being in this fan. Like, I, I can't exp- uh, I don't want to give her an ultimatum, but I feel like in order to be happy in our relationship, I need this approval from her family. Stop. Or at least see her willing to give up her parents' opinion of her to be with me. Or at the very least, willing to give up her parents' opinion of her to be with me. Do I need to get over it? Yes. What about when and if we get married? Something we both want to do. Her parents might not approve. What if I cause an unsolvable rift between her and her family that ends up leaving her unsatisfied with a portion of her life? I love Bella. I want to be with her, but I feel like I'm just a burden to her. It's not true because she's putting up with hell right now for you. Okay, basically four clumps of questions. One, am I caring too much about her family's approval and need to get in touch with my emotions? Figure this shit out. Yes, in my opinion, you are. Her family is going to create, an, uh, a, a, here's the thing, is that her family is going to create uh, uh, an atmosphere in which you cannot thrive. And they're going to do that no matter what. And I, they could be different. They could grow as people and maybe change their mind. I don't know. Give them the benefit of the doubt, whatever. What I know, and this is my opinion, I'm unqualified. He said it. It's in the title. I'm telling you right now, you don't need their, you don't need their approval. You don't need their approval. And I, I understand wanting it so bad. I, I am so, dude, I cannot explain to you how alike we are. Okay, I just can't. I had those same dreams. It's so weird when you have like your 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 weird fantasy is to like get along with your girlfriend's family, especially if you were on good terms and now you feel like <clears throat> you're on the outside circle. That can hurt really bad. Um let's go on. Number 2, are my emotions justified? Should I give her a choice or an ultimatum of her parents or me? No. Mm-mm. Is that fucked up? Yeah. Should I simply share that I need this from her and trust that in time she'll fix this rift in her life with me and her life with her family? Three, if I do need to wait and trust her, when is enough enough? When do I pull the plug and go, okay, I've been waiting but haven't seen results and feel as though you can't do this for me? What do I do then? Take a break from our relationship, walk away. Any other answers I'm simply not seeing? This shit hurts my heart and head on the daily. Thanks, Ella. Oh, man. Listen. You listen. Listen, listen, listen. Listen to me. Listen to old Papa Elaheim. All right? Fuck him. I know that in your head... You think this is going to work out and there's maybe a possibility where they'll accept you for who you are. But I'm telling you right now, all indications point to they're not. And they're not going to take the time. And they're not going to take you seriously as a couple. And I don't think you should be pressuring 
your girlfriend when it comes to her family. I think you need to back the fuck up. I think you need to back the fuck up. And I think you need to start mentally cutting them out of your head that you want to have some sort of friendship or relationship with them. And I think you need to filter all your time and effort and your, and your, your, your fucking, your head that's hurting so bad from thinking all this. I think you need to focus on your girl. I think you need to make sure that she has everything that she needs. I, I, there's, here's the thing. If this is ever going to work out in my experience, it happens after the, after her family resigns, they've got to resign on some level. They've got to resign. You're not going to win. You're not going to win anything with them. It's impossible. You're not going to do it. So stop trying. Focus on her. Be good to her. Don't talk shit about the parents. If she wants to discuss them, be there for her. Talk it out. Keep cool. Don't make this harder on her or expect things from her. They are putting her in a really bad position. Don't be them. All right? When she looks back at this situation, all right, she's going to make a choice about how people treated her and what people did, their actions, all right? And she's going to she's gonna think of you, and she's going to think of you as either being part of the problem or you are part of the solution, you are her savior, all right? And you don't got to be her savior, but you, you've got to be, you've got to be there for her, and you've got to put all your bullshit aside. I, I understand where you're coming from, especially coming from a Christian background and, and having that fa- those family values and getting married. And like, I had these ideals of like needing to ask, you know, for permission from the dad and all. It's all bullshit, man. It's all bullshit. Don't let these weird, uh, uh, these weird barriers that you put around yourself all right, keep you from living your life or, or let other people put these barriers around you by telling you shit like, God spoke to me and told me you shouldn't be with my sister. All right? That fucker, he's fucking with you. He's, he's using whatever little, whatever God tactics he can to get what he wants, what his family wants, what they think is right. You're not, it's not going to work. They already got their mind settled. You want to know how you change their mind? If you ever change their mind, you be good to their daughter. No matter what. You treat her right. <clears throat> you treat her right in a way that is above reproach. You can say, I don't talk shit about you guys. I don't even talk about you guys. I don't, I'm, I, you guys made it clear you didn't want anything to do with me. I'm in a relationship with her. I'm there for her. I help her out. Maybe start making a little money. Maybe make a little money so you can get her financially stable. Get yourself financially stable. You're putting way too much emotions into these people. And they don't deserve you. They don't deserve you. They don't deserve you, and they're never going to accept you, and you're in an impossible situation, and they're, they're putting your girlfriend in an impossible situation. Um, so fuck them. 
Fuck them. And they're going to, listen, they're going to realize that they can't control this situation. They have no control here. And you need to realize that, too. Any, any control they have has everything it seems to do with, with, with living situation financial. <clears throat> they can't control their daughter. They're not going to. All you can do is be good to her. Be the man. <clears throat> be the man that you wish they would give you a chance of showing. All right. And in time, if you're still with her and you're working through this shit and you're good to her, then they can't deny you. They can't deny you. And if they do, it's on them. I feel like, especially when I was younger, I let a lot of people dictate to me what was going to happen in my life. And a lot of that was done through the, the, the invoking of God's name. And I'm telling you right now, there's no business of any of these fuckers. Your relationship with her is between you and her. You focus on that. You be good to her. You love her. She's good to you. She loves you. You be patient with her. And you put up with her family only when you have to. And you don't got to do it any more than that. You don't got to be their friend. And don't get mad at her for not sticking up for you do you know how difficult it is for her probably to even say shit to her parents coming from a christian family i can tell you right now it's very difficult very very difficult for christian kids to speak up against their their families because christian families are so quick to denounce and exile and disown you're evil i denounce you and you're evil get out of my house so harmful so hurtful but it's about control a lot of it's about control they're trying to control her and they have a lot of control over her you know they really do you need to uh you need to start taking back that control and and in the same process be good to her take care of yourself and stay out of the drama and you take control by getting yourself on your own two feet make your own independent uh, financial situation better bring her into that if you want and start taking care of her and that relationship on your own terms and if they have a problem with it they can f- go fuck themselves why are we singling out christians because this was said specifically we're talking about christian people and also specifically because my background is in christianity Yeah, you're not, you're not, don't, don't be under the assumption that you're marrying her family, okay? You're not, and you don't need her dad's permission to marry her. It would be nice if you did it, but they seem very unreasonable. <clears throat> so yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, Jamie, that's very good. Honestly, all these outside influence stories can be easily solved. Just stick up for yourself. If it doesn't work out, just be secure in yourself, and I promise me you, you'll be enlightened. Yeah. Stick to your guns. That doesn't mean you got to fight them. Doesn't mean you got to make some big stink. All right? But I think you really should start thinking of these people as outsiders in your life. And uh, if they want to change that later, great, and be open to that. But for now, take care of her. Make it less stressful for her. Be there for her, but don't talk shit about her parents. Don't get involved. 
is be as as little involved as you can with them, and just be a be a good man. Be a good man to her. All right, guys. Thank you for writing in. By the way, that was a really long uh, message. I really I really appreciate. It. I've got like a billion things I could say about this. I know it's easy to say. It's gonna be hard for you, man. It's gonna be really hard. Cause you're you're still trying to break out of the mold of your of your of your Christian brain, man. And uh, man, that can be so difficult. Have you ever done courting? Do you think family pressure is difficult here? Have you ever courted somebody? Oh my God. Anyways, thank you for writing in. Best of luck. And I think that that is. Episode zero of the Unqualified Podcast. I hope you guys had a good time. I know I did. My voice is gone. I'm going to have to do some way of segregating this out into hours because I just did a four-hour podcast that seems absurd, almost monstrous. So I'm going to have to find a way to break this down a little bit, but I think as far as the first episode goes, I think it was relatively smooth. I had fun. I'm losing my voice. I hope you guys had fun too. I hope you guys uh, come back and join us for more episodes. I think we'll we'll clean up the structure a little bit. Um, maybe not answer quite as many questions. Um, <clears throat> but I think uh, as far as the first uh, go, I'm pretty happy with it. Hey, get some ra- hydration on that raspy voice. It's hurting me. I know. I know. Well, listen, thank you for joining us for episode zero. Hopefully you watch more episodes in the future. If you guys have your own questions or situations you guys want to send in, by all means, please do so. There's going to be a link in the chat. There's also a link on the Discord. Dude, I'm really losing my voice here. 